This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. We recorded a full-on episode, and then the computer spit it up, and I don't know what happened. And then we started to record another episode. This is going to be deleted, too, before we get around to finishing it, but what the hell? We'll give it a shot. So So this means we're just, like, talking to each other. We are just talking to each other. So we're going to get to the biggest stories and then cut out before this thing spits it up. Okay. Yeah. Here's the first big thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. Which is Donald Trump, yesterday, was the National Day of Prayer. Mm -hmm. He gave this speech in front of the Rose, in the Rose Garden, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about something that actually started in January of last year. He said he was going to do this, and everyone's like, this is a horrible idea. Uh-huh. And then yesterday he said, I did it. And it's like, the hell? What? You're actually doing this. Here's what he said is now happening. The Department of Health and Human Services released a 440-page document that basically says there are new rules about what religious people can get away with uh-huh. if they are doctors or nurses or... Uh, ambulance drivers or what have anyone involved with medicine, mm-hmm. there are new religious exemptions for them if they don't want to deal right. with, let's say, an LGBTQ person mm-hmm. or a woman who needs an abortion mm-hmm. or an old person who wants assisted suicide in the states where that's legal. Right. He basically said the new rules will cover the, you if you say, my religion says I can't help you. Mm-hmm. And in theory, any hospital or clinic or university clinic that gets federal money, taxpayer dollars, for Medicaid patients, Medicare patients, anyone who gets federal money has to agree to these rules to keep getting the money. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to go into effect in about 60 days, and maybe there are lawsuits, maybe this gets stopped, but if it doesn't, this is basically a getaway with discrimination because you're Christian mm-hmm. uh, present. Well, I think it's more than that. I think it's systemic discrimination against non-Christians. Yeah. I mean, if you don't agree with their beliefs about abortion, you're screwed. They're not. Right. And so, I mean, every church-state separation group out there basically put out a statement saying, this puts religious prejudice over human rights. It's mm-hmm. religious bigotry. Um, they've said that, Certain communities are less worthy of equal treatment under the law. Mm-hmm. This is going to hurt people. Yeah. This is remember we've talked about like pharmacists who say I don't want to give you birth control because right. it's an abortion, abortion and you're wrong. Yeah. But now that rule gets applied to everybody. Because and if opinion a, is more important than your body. Yeah, yeah. So that's now gonna start to happen. And again, the Christian audience just was like, yay, there's there's a great Twitter account, LOLGOP, that joke, Donald Trump is a fierce defender of your right to only practice Mike Pence's religion, which is the right idea, because um, this is just a gift to conservative Christians yeah. and their beliefs. What about progressive Christians who think a woman's body is her own? Don't Doesn't matter. matter. Don't matter. You, like, that... It's so infuriating. And by yeah. the way, the person at the Health and Human Services Department who was in charge of this, mm-hmm. oh, he just, Roger Severino, he just happens to be a former attorney for the right-wing legal group Beckett Fund. Wow, oh, so I can't So this is like it. right up their alley. Look at my shocked face. Yes, I see the shocked face, mm-hmm. but I think you're yelling at the computer for shutting down all I those I kind times. of am. Save. Hit save. Hit save. <laughs> I just did okay, hit good. save. We'll see what happens. <sighs> Um, so that's a real thing that he did to celebrate so, the National Day of Prayer. That's cool. Um, let me uh, bring this one up as well. So Pete Buttigieg, who we have liked yep. in many cases, um, but he did something stupid this yeah. week. 
BuzzFeed put out a list of brief, quick questions about vaccines and mm-hmm. sent it to all the Democrats running for president. It's just like, do you think everyone should be vaccinated? Uh, are there certain exemptions to that? Mm-hmm. What about, do you think it causes autism? Like, these should have been easy to yeah. answer for every campaign. The only acceptable out would have been, I didn't have time to respond. Right. Buttigieg's campaign responded and what they included in that response said, uh, this is from a staffer, clearly. Like, right. Buttigieg himself did not say this, but someone speaking on his behalf said, personal belief and religious exemptions to mm-hmm. vaccines should be allowed in states that are not facing a public health crisis and where health immunity rates of vaccination are maintained. Which Basically is- saying, if there's no emergency and you decide you don't want to get a vaccine because of your faith or because you just don't want to because you like Jenny McCarthy then you can get away with it. Right. And everyone, it seemed, liberals, like, responded to this, like, what the the hell are you talking about? You know why there's no emergency in those places? It's because people have, it's because they get vaccinated. Right. And the only acceptable out is if you have a medical reason not to get vaccinated. But this is why herd immunity is important. We know a few people can't get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And and a few people who it's not going to be effective for. And so none of you assholes can just say, I don't want one because we're protecting the, the, we have to protect everybody else who can't get it. So like this, it was a horrible answer. And here's the thing within a couple of hours of Buzzfeed publishing the comp, compilation of everybody's answers uh-huh. people were like Buttigieg what the hell is wrong with you and his campaign quickly said listen we have a quote clarifying statement yeah that basically said he believes only medical exemption should be allowed like well, okay that's the right answer after you said the wrong one and here's the thing I like that he changed it right. or his campaign changed it. Right. I don't know why they gave the wrong answer at first. Mm-hmm. I've seen some liberals on social media saying, oh, my God, what the hell? That's a deal breaker. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker for me. I mean, me. it would be a deal breaker if he stood behind it. It's And it's, even think. then, it's like, yes, that's a problem that needs to be changed. Sure. But I also think he and plenty of other Democrats are reasonable enough that if enough pressure gets to them, yeah. they will change their stance on this thing. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened here. But also, why didn't you get it right the first time like Elizabeth right. Warren did and right. all the rest of them? So, like, that's the, the problem that usually you've been good at speaking off the cuff mm-hmm. for the most part. And here you had a, like, we gave you all the free space in the world to answer it. Right. And you screwed it up. Yeah. And I'm very curious who answered that, what information they're going off of. Like, yeah. was it, did Buttigieg have a bad opinion that he revised or did somebody or did fuck a staffer up? fuck up right and we don't know the answer to that and it's not the only time like he said recently like he did this answer about should felons in prison be allowed to vote mm-hmm. and bernie sanders was like yeah absolutely everyone has the right to vote right you're only giving people a reason to jail their political opponents mm-hmm. if you don't do that and it's like, oh, okay, I never thought about it that way, but there you go. And when they asked Buttigieg the same question, his answer was like, no. After they're out of prison, they can vote. When they're in, in prison, prison, no. And a lot of progressives were like, wrong answer. Here's why that's the wrong answer. I haven't heard him correct that one right. or change his mind on it. But also it's like, you need to be fixed. But also it's still way better than Donald Trump's side. Yeah. But I- also you need to change your issue stance on this. So, again, he's been giving these great answers in some places Mm -hmm. and then really bad answers for progressives in some cases where 
had he really knew, known about the issue. I think the felon one in prison is clearly one he had not thought about. Yeah, that and way. it's it's something I feel like that's really recently become. Did it? I'm stop? saving. Oh my I'm god! Saving. My heart stopped again. <laughs> it's it's more recently become part of the like center story as opposed to is a little bit more on the outskirts. Not to say that's right, but that's just my understanding of where the conversation has been going. And like, yeah, it's a, I'm disappointed that it's not something that he, you know, he had a kind of a bad answer and maybe worse and ill-considered answer. But like, listen, I'm not going to like cancel him. Like he, whatever he fix him. Yeah. Don't cancel him. He criticize him, but also don't be dumb. You still got to vote for these people. Yeah. Um, so, okay, glad he fixed it. Don't know why he needed to fix something that should have been an easy answer. Yeah. But okay. Um, I've got a couple fun stories about abortion. Yay. Um, so in Alabama, um, they went ahead and the GOP-controlled House passed HB 314, which makes it a Class A felony to get an abortion, resulting in 99 years in prison, up to 99 years, an attempted abortion, what does that mean? Nobody's quite sure. <laughs> uh, would be a Class C felony, so that's up to 10 years. There is no exemption for rape or uh, incest, which is... And this is for cool women and, and not, like, the. usually they punish doctors, but this is going after the women, mm-hmm. too. Um, no exceptions. Representative, Republican Representative Terry Collins, she's the bill's sponsor. She was very uh, clear about what this was meant to do. She said it's a quote, vehicle to revisit the constitutionally flawed Roe v. Wade decision. So, Of course. Which is wild, because, like, do you think the Supreme Court's going to be like, yeah, Roe v. Wade is wrong. Also, abortion definitely deserves a century in prison. Right. Those churches would get empty really fast, yeah. too, by the way. And again, it makes no sense to me that they're taking this extreme approach. I know they want to get to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. but, like, there are their strategy when they haven't had this like court in their favor right. has always been, let's just try to chip away at women's rights. This one's saying no to hell with chipping away. We're just getting rid of them altogether. Right. Uh, oh, you had a miscarriage, but like you said, it was a miscarriage. It's probably an abortion. Let's put you Wait. in prison. Yeah, like, just to be safe. We'd hate to have you roaming the streets. The men don't get a punishment in no, this no, no. thing. No, 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 no. What did they do? No, nothing. Literally nothing. It takes one single human woman so a rape victim could go to jail while the rapist could theoretically, like, eh, slap on the wrist. That's so funny. You brought up rapists not oh, going to jail. That's what I joke about. Um, what happened there? Just really quick, and I want to get back to my rape story. This is just going to be <laughs> Jess's fun corner. Oh, yes. Um, in February, there is a, uh, a 25-year-old gentleman named Shane uh, Pish or Peitch. Don't care. He pled guilty to raping a 14-year-old girl in New York State. He was her school bus driver. Ew, what? So that's cool. So he admitted that he did it. He pled guilty, and so he was punished accordingly. And that's the end of my story. Thank you for listening. JK, LOL, he's going to spend no time, and he's not going to go on the uh, National Sex Offender Database. He is a level one sex offender, which means it's considered unlikely that he'll recommit a crime. So, um... So he raped a 14-year-old girl. Admitted it. Admitted it. And they're like, all right, but don't oh, do it buddy. again. We got you this time. <laughs> don't do it again, Jesus. okay? Um, so I just want to make sure we all remember the name James, Judge James P. McCluskey. He said that the level one um, ruling was appropriate because, quote, there was only one victim and Peich had no prior arrests. So... 
when you hear people complaining that we have to protect our kids from like trans boogeymen and women because our kids are the most important thing, just just show them this story because we don't give a fuck about punishing people who who rape children. We don't give a fuck because girls and children do not matter. Um, the defense attorney was very clear because he said this isn't something that didn't cause him pain and this isn't something that didn't have consequences. I'm glad he yeah. was hurt yeah. after he raped somebody. The mother what? of the victim said, um, I wish Shane Peich would have received time in jail for the harm he caused to my child. He took away something from my daughter that she'll never get back and has caused her struggle with, depre- with depression and anxiety. So no that was kidding. neat. Um, let's head back up to Kansas to round <laughs> out our women's shit. Yeah. Actually, this is a good story. The Kansas Constitution uh, a protected... good story from Kansas about abortion. Listen, there had to be one eventually. Uh-huh. Law of large numbers. Um, the Kansas Constitution now protects a woman's right to an abortion, um, which means it's law of the land. It can't be appealed. Um, even if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then Kansas will still be good to go. And I really like this. Um, so the Kansas Supreme Court got involved here and mm-hmm. said, no, abortion is okay. You have a right to an abortion. Mm-hmm. The Kansas Supreme Court said that. Yes. So only six of the seven um, judges signed on to the decision. Only one dissented. Um, and I'd like to read the kind of opening of it. Um, it. In the first sentence of the Kansas Constitutional Bill of Rights, it says, all men are possessed of equal and inalienable natural rights, among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are now asked, is this declaration of rights more than an idealized aspiration? And if so, do the substantive rights include a woman's right to make decisions about her body, including the decision whether to continue her pregnancy? We answer these questions, yes. Wow. So Good on them. Yeah. Something good out of Kansas. Finally. There you go. Uh, This is a weird thing to say, but Pat Robertson got something right. I I will hit save right now. Pat Robertson said something right. And it happens once every like year or two, but it happened this week. So if you were watching the 700 Club, as we all do, as we all do on Sundays, somebody uh, every day. Shut the fuck up. I watch it every day. He has a show every day. Every day. We do this once a week, and it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, no. I watch those Q&As every day, too. Oh, my God. So a lady basically asked him, what do you do about the 6,000-year-old Earth, young mm-hmm. Earth creationism? Like, how does that make any sense? It seems weird to yeah. me. Yeah. And his response, both, his response is, it's nonsense. He said, quote, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> this universe that we live in is 14 billion years old, and there's no question about it. That 6,000-year stuff just doesn't compute. Oh, what a hero. Yeah, it's not the first time he said this, by the way. A couple years ago, he said, quote, you have to be deaf, dumb, and blind (laughs) to think that this earth that we live in only has 6,000 years of existence. That's an atomic burn. Oh, my God. So he said this again this week, and today, Friday, all the creationists because it finally caught up to them after four days. Sure. They were all reacting. <laughs> it's only six minutes in their time. <laughs> right? Is that a good joke? Uh, I think it's shorter than that or something. Yeah. So Ken Ham, the Creation Museum guy, he's like, Pat Robertson needs to repent. Nice. He said, uh, you need to stop telling God what you claim he means, which is exactly what Ken Ham does. <laughs> he said, like, it's not embarrassing. It's the other way around. 
Pat Robertson has adopted, quote, man's pagan religion. Whoa. And he then blamed Pat Robertson for the reason why there's an exodus from the church of the younger generations. Like, everyone's leaving church because of you, Pat Robertson. Because you said evolution makes sense and that the earth is old. That's why people are leaving church. Not because of my giant boat that cost $100 million (laughs) that everyone mocks. It's because of Pat Robertson. Uh. Like... Of all the reasons Pat Robertson has caused people to question their Christianity, yeah. it's not because he got one thing right. Yeah. It's because he got everything <laughs> else wrong. And by the way, there's another guy, Rick Wiles, who's a right-wing End Times broadcaster. He said on his show, because he has a show, that the real embarrassment is Pat Robertson. Oh. The only fossil in this story is Pat Robertson, a relic of the past who should retire Go away. He's an embarrassment to the body of Christ. Suck it! Said the actual embarrassment to the body of Christ. Like, it's so great to see the Christian in fighting over the dumbest issue. I love it. Tear yourselves apart. Like, the one time Pat Robertson says something right, the crazier Christians go after him. Yeah. Because they're so mad that he said something sensible. Um, Let's talk about this other story about this kid from BYU. Because this is getting so much press this week. So, BYU... Uh, Brigham Young University, their specific College of Family, Home, and Social Sciences had their graduation last week. And I guess their political science department gives uh, an award of sorts to Mm -hmm. the valedictorian. We did not have a valedictorian at my college, but there you go. I guess some schools did did it. But the kid who is the valedictorian, his name is Matt Easton. So he gave a speech at this graduation. And what he said is something that he had only said to a few friends in private. Mm -hmm. And now he was saying it publicly. He said, I stand before my family, friends, and graduating class today to say that I am proud to be a gay son of God. Yay. So everyone applauded this, it seemed, more or less. Like, he came out as gay at BYU. That's not a small thing. And everyone writing about this story said it as if it was something really wonderful and mm-hmm. heartwarming. And part of it is the fact that he felt comfortable enough to come out, the fact that he got a good response, the right. fact that he did this at the most homophobic college in the country. Mm-hmm. That's no small thing. Here's where I'm like, this isn't a heartwarming story, because like I know what the Mormon church does to people who are gay. Like yeah. If this guy is in a relationship, no, he can't be. Yeah. He is supposed to now remain celibate for the rest of his life. Uh, at least with another man. Like, he he said, I'm a gay Mormon. Mm-hmm. I love that he was able to come out as being gay, but he's still a Mormon. Right. And we know what the Mormon church thinks about homosexuality. Right. I hope his speech doesn't give the wrong impression that the church is cool with gay people because they're very much not. Remember, this is a church that only like this month or last month decided that, okay, we don't have to call same-sex couples apostates. Right. We just won't like support them and their kids if they want to get baptized in the church they don't have to denounce their parents relationship yeah this is the church that he's now saying i'm proud to be part of this so i I think where i it's not i disagree with you because you're right like the mormon church is still widely homophobic and frankly dangerous for for lgbtq people but I think generally there's two ways that people go about changing their churches and that's changing from the inside or the outside. So the outside is you leave it, you speak out against it, you talk to other people who are like-minded. Plenty of ex-Mormons have done that. Plenty of Foremans, former Mormons. Yes. Um, 
But there is an option of trying to change things from within. And I, I, I think it's not unprecedented, uh, unprecedented that not just the Mormon church, but other churches evolve their thinking. Because no matter what, the, like, the tide of culture is going to come in regardless. And it's going to change things. We saw it with divorce. We saw it with premarital sex. We're seeing it with gay marriage. And I don't think it is out of question for this for the Mormons to evolve their thinking and evolve their doctrine based on some people like this guy, what was his Matt. name, Matt? Matt, based on Matt and him speaking up and him getting other Mormons on his side. Or alternatively, they stay where they are and they lose the Matt Eastman. Damn it, what's his name? Matt Eastman's yeah, Easton. of the world. Yeah. They're going to lose him. They're going to lose his allies, I hope. But again, he's saying... But wouldn't, you, rally, wouldn't you rather... I think the best case scenario is that the Mormon church moves a little bit left on their policies and not that, I mean, I guess I kind of wanted it to die a fiery death because a lot I, of it is I really love a, that like one of their star graduates happens to be the thing they're known for being really bad at. Like yeah. he's openly gay and they've had a history of being anti-gay. Right. So cool. That is a great story, but also he's within the system and the system promotes bigotry. Right. And so, how much is it going to change because of people like Matt? I don't know. The public pressure helps. Yeah. But they still haven't changed on their core principles about LGBTQ rights, just like the Catholic Church hasn't changed right. about, you know, two men in a relationship or two women in a relationship. Right. So I'm glad for him. I'm glad he came out. I don't love that the Mormon Church is getting any good press because of this. Because yeah. every article about him needs to mention how anti-gay the Mormon church Mm -hmm. actually is. Yeah, I agree. Okay. This is a different story that we didn't get to talk about in the earlier versions of this very podcast. V1. Yeah, V1. Um, There is a school in Florida called Pensacola Christian College that Uh is hardcore fundamentalist Christian. Like, they make Liberty University look very liberal. (laughs) And someone posted this on Reddit saying, I attended the school. Maybe he found this book or something, or he took pictures And he was sharing them on Reddit. And people were like, there's no way this is real. And I double-checked, and I talked to the guy, and like, this is real. Oh, my God, I'm dying (laughs) of curiosity. what he said, he used to be an art student. I guess he compromised with his parents that he's like, I want to go to art school. And they're like, oh, my God, that's super liberal. Uh Uh, Go to Pensacola Christian College's uh, school in their art department. Biblical drawing. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's the compromise. So he said, okay, by the way, Pensacola Christian College, the reason they even came on my radar a long time ago Uh. is because they had a fire safety policy. We've talked about this. Their fire safety policy said if women, uh, if there's a fire drill, let's Uh say in the middle of the night Uh. and you're in the dorm, you have to, women, cover yourselves up. Oh, no. Then leave the building. Uh, so if you're wearing whatever they would call skimpy pajamas because it's comfortable and it's night. I'm wearing my pajamas or you're sh- or right you're now. Or re- showing anything revealing, uh-huh. get a robe, cover yourself up. Priorities. Then, priorities. Then escape the fire. And I wrote Better to the Better to school, burn in a building than burn in hell. Am I right, Pensacola? That is exactly their belief. And I asked the school, literally, I'm like, I heard this was your fire safety policy, but like, that's dumb. So like, that's not real, right? Uh-huh. And they wrote back, they're like, it is real. We Don't worry, though. We have, like, a robe. Uh, we have a wardrobe full of robes, like, outside the building, uh, near the entrance. So sure. in case. You know. Priorities. So I'm like, okay, that's PCC for you. Okay, so what did this kid post? Tell me. Said, I was in the library, and I grabbed an art textbook uh-huh. that is kind of like a kid's introduction to art book of classical works. Uh-huh. 
And every time you saw it, like, you know, the famous painting of God touching the hand of uh, Adam, Mm -hmm. right? Their fingertips are pointing. And uh, I think Adam is naked on the cloud and God's finger is pointing. Yeah, yeah. They took a black Sharpie and covered up Adam's penis. lying to me. There are other pictures, classic works of art where you see a woman's breast or you see other uh, okay, parts wait, of bodies. Okay, wait, they just blacked it out, or did they, like, draw a cod piece on him or something? Blacked I'm just it out, really hoping like, they draw, like, Mueller redaction-type <laughs> style. And the funniest <laughs> one is the Mona Lisa. They had a picture of the Mona Lisa in the book. What could they have done to the Mona they Lisa? They blacked out her cleavage. And by the way, if you're looking at me like she doesn't have cleavage in that picture. No, 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 no. I know like, she has cleavage. It's, it's like a quarter of an inch. It's exactly right. It's the bare minimum of cleavage for anyone wearing anything low cut. I've not got more even, cleavage right now. There you go. Hemet. They blacked Don't look it, at it out. They blacked it out on the Mona Lisa. So he posted these pictures and everyone's like, there's no fucking way this is real. Or uh-huh. maybe some kid did this. But the school didn't it do it. It was sanctioned. just in the library. So that was the question. Is this something the school did or does? And did it. Or is this something the kid, uh, some kid who donated the book maybe? Sure. Did or one student checked it out and like, oh my God, penis cover, colored it all in. Uh-huh. So I asked the school and I'm like, the hell's going on here? Like, and the funniest thing is I called them and I'm like, have you heard about this, these pictures going around? Because they started going around sure. on other websites. <laughs> the lady was like, Yeah, I just found out about this. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, I have some questions for you. After a few rounds of emails, and she's like, she's their communications officer. And she's like, I'll get back to you. After a few rounds of emails where I'm like, here are my specific questions. Here's the statement she allowed me to post. I'm so excited. In recent years, Pensacola Christian College has taken specific actions (laughs) to stop the modification of textbooks. Um, along with the larger Christian community, we are opposed to pornographic materials, but understand the value of fine art. There's a little more, but that's the gist of it. Here's what I take away from that. They used to. They used to do this. Yeah. They used to do it to other books, too. And now maybe they've stopped in some situations. That means they're still floating around. (laughs) These books are still floating around. Here's what I don't know. That is wild shit. They didn't say, uh, some kid did it, but like that's not what our school does. This is an art department. Kids need to see classical works of art, obviously. There's a difference between gratuitous nudity Mm -hmm. and the Mona Lisa. Come on, we know. Like, I hoped she would say that. She did not say that. (laughs) The Mona Lisa's cleavage. Oh my God. Here's what I don't know that I really wanted to know, and I did ask her, and Uh she wouldn't respond to me about these questions Uh specifically. Is that book in particular still in the library? Like, do they let kids take it? What art is censored? Uh Who makes that decision? What have you done to stop the modification of textbooks? Mm -hmm. Like, what, is there a sign now? (laughs) What's the benefit if you're an art student to the censorship? Someone in the Reddit thread said, well, what about drawing nude models? That's what they do at every art school. And the kids said they were fully clothed. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, What's the benefit of the censorship? If This is what I wanted to know. If PCC appreciates fine art, like she said, Mm -hmm. like where do you draw the line on the censorship of it? Uh And what about images of Adam and Eve? Yeah. Without the shame and the fig leaves. And what about Adam and Steve? There you go. They (laughs) definitely don't show that. Like, what's going to happen when these art graduates at PCC go to a real museum? You like, know holy shit. Is this isn't the first time. I think there was a huge movement 
a couple hundred years. God, somebody, somebody knows more about this on Twitter. Yeah. Let me know. I actually want to know. There was some. There was a culture that found Greek statues and were so like worried about their peens yeah. that they like put little plaster fig <laughs> leaves over them. And it kind oh of God. fucked up some of the the um, the statues, if I remember correctly. And they had to like restore them. Nice. That is some weird, wild stuff. It's the second it. time I've I contacted Pensacola Christian College to say I heard this <laughs> messed up shit. I'm There's giving no, you an out. I'm giving you an out <laughs> if you want to give me the out. And the response is. Yeah, it's true, but it's not as bad as you think yeah, it is. Yeah, let me downplay it a little bit. Oh, my God. By the way, the That's... kid who posted those pictures told me, uh, or he said on Reddit, I think, I did not graduate. I left because he, he stopped believing that stuff at some point. Uh-huh. Um, but he did have those pictures. I do have another story along the same lines of a uh, school that did something stupid that uh-huh. they shouldn't have. Okay. Earlier this week, there was a school shooting. You heard about this at where? University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I don't think we even talked about the synagogue shooting yet We did not. I don't think we did. But uh, this one at UNCC, uh, the shooter was in a classroom, I believe. Mm -hmm. Two people died. One of them, actually, Riley Howell, threw his body, I guess, on the shooter to Mm -hmm. prevent further uh, uh, shooting. Died in the process. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Okay, that happened. Um, The next day... There was a vigil on campus for all the students. Some politicians were there, too. That's all fine, mm-hmm. well and good. I found out that a church, a local church, sent an email to the congregation, and it's Crosspoint Worship Center, also in Charlotte near the campus. Their pastor, Theron Hobbs Sr., sent an email to the congregation, one of which was forwarded on to me, that basically said, hey, after the school's vigil, we're going to have a vigil also at our church, and this was going to the congregation because they need volunteers to help out. That's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Don't mind that. Here's where it gets weird. According to the email, he said, many ministry opportunities await your arrival. This could be our defining moment to make an eternal difference. God has placed us here for such a time as this. This is our opportunity to point people to Jesus. Holy shit. They're basically using the school shooting as a recruiting opportunity this to win kids over sun. to Christ. Oof. That and is not great. Even if you take away like the, wow, that's insensitive, awkward wording. There's like the, it's not a wording thing even. He's saying, no, 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 I need not. your help here because there's a lot of vulnerable kids who are going to be here. And now's the time to pounce and like convert them. Like, holy shit, what is wrong with you? Not Um, nice. Susan Gerbic, who we've talked to on this podcast, she does all the Wikipedia stuff. She does a good job of calling out faith, uh, not faith, the psychics. Oh, yeah, yeah. So-called psychics. Mm -hmm. She calls these sorts of people, and I love her term for it, grief vampires. Oh, that is good. They pounce on you the second they see you're struggling. And they're like, I can get you right now. Yeah, that's fine. That's what these people, like, it's not even the John Edwards, like, you lost somebody, let me help you connect with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we can win you over now, because, like, if you're in the right frame of mind, you might ask questions. I mean, also, that, I mean, that's what cults do. It's messed cults up. Cults target people who are traumatized or or yeah. otherwise vulnerable. That's oh. fucked up. Um, I do have one more for you since this hasn't stopped recording yet while I save that <laughs> I wanted to bring up. Guys, I'm sorry. This is a short one, but like we have to go, like we have shit to do. I didn't record two episodes. I know. Two episodes ago, this was a longer episode. Uh-huh. But this is also one. We did not talk about this earlier, but I wanted to get to it if we had time. 
in Texas, uh, there is a school called, Te- you've heard of Texas A&M University. Mm-hmm. There's West Texas A&M University. And someone at that school posted the following. And it was in a list of like myths that students learn when they go to college. And this person was trying to debunk the myths. Myths specifically about Texas A&M or just I general? Think college in general. Oh, okay, okay. But here's what the person said. Uh, the myth that they were responding to was like, you have to have safe sex. Um, and like, if you're going to have sex at college, do it safely, use birth control, use a condom, etc. The myth is you have to have safe well, sex. Well, the myth is that there can be safe sex. Oh, And gotcha, here's what gotcha, the person gotcha. wrote. Oh, yikes. The safest sex occurs between a husband and wife in a drug-free, oh. lifelong, monogamous relationship. The concept that a condom provides safety is wrong from a number of perspectives. Oh. Uh, he pointed out the emotional costs of one-night stands and hookups. Sure. The psychology department can tell you all about the emotional costs. Oh, I'll call them. He said safe sex is a lie. Distributing condoms in, at the tables in the student centers, that doesn't create safety. No. You know who said all this? Who? The president of the college. You're lying. Walter Wendler. Fuck off, Wrote really? this on his website that is not like a hidden website or anything. He oh posted that. God. And like, yeah, the reaction is, what the hell is wrong with you? You're the college president. You of all people should oh know God, that basically everything you're saying goes against what all of the and professors dangerous. know. And is dangerous. Um, there was a petition at change.org calling for a formal apology. No, get saying the fuck out. I don't that want Dr. Wendler misrepresents scientific research while appealing to heterosexist prejudices, saying that the only safe sex is between a man and a wife. Yep. So two gay guys, you're screwed. No such thing. Um, he also said the, the petition, his email tarnishes the institution's reputation. Oh, I forgot. He sent this out as an email to the whole <gasps> school. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that petition got a lot of signatures and he's kind of apologized, mm, kind of. I'll be the judge of that. What did yeah. he say? Here's what he said, um, and this is only according to the change.org petition that offered an update, so maybe he sent this to the listserv as well. Um, to the school community, I published a piece earlier this week that caused hurt and a lack of pride and belonging within our community. Mm-hmm. It was insensitive mm-hmm. and not representative of the university. That's it. You forgot the apology part, actually. He did say, I'm sorry for what I said. He did not say Mm. what he was sorry for. He didn't say I was wrong. Just using the word sorry does not not apologize me. The one thing he did is he said, there's a LGBT group on campus called Buff Allies. I don't know what Buff is in reference to. Maybe a mascot. I don't know. But it's an LGBTQ group. He said, here's an alternative perspective, basically, from the Buff Allies. And they said all the right things about safe sex and condoms and what the research says. Mm -hmm. Their post was fine. Right. And he linked to it, so yay. But also, he didn't say, I was wrong, I need to stop. How does that guy become the president of a public school? Yeah. Like, that belongs at Pensacola Christian College. You would expect that. That's very bad. Jesus, what is wrong with these people? Um, can I close it out on the story that I made you promise not to look up so I sure, can yeah. give it to you? Okay, first of all, one thing that we're not going to get to talk to you because this computer hates us yes. is that Kanye West is considering starting a church. We could have <laughs> talked about that. Don't have time anymore. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I'm very curious about this. So Mike Pence uh, recently went, um, had a visit on the USS Harry S. Truman, okay. which is a ship. Ship. A naval ship. 
I know a lot about the Navy. Uh-huh. I'm a historian. Um, and as he came in, as he was coming, as they were prepping for his arrival, yeah. um, who was this? Who said this? Um, Lieutenant Commander. Nope. Mm. You can do it. No, I'm just trying to find the right person. You can do it. It uh, doesn't matter. I can't find whoever said it. It, it was whom, whomever the um, the com, the command command master chief of this of the ship said to his crew, "When Pence comes out, clap like we're at a strip club." Uh-huh. Um. So it's the worst possible response to a Mike Pence anything. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the ship's public information. What, throw op- money at the guy? What do they want? I don't know. They were instructed to uh, to clap like we're at a strip club for Vice President's That's- arrival. Um, Lieutenant Commander uh, Laura Steger said in a statement, "We can confirm that the statement was made by USS Harry S. Truman's command." Command Master Chief to Truman Sailors prior to the Vice President's arrival. This statement was inappropriate. (laughs) And the issue is being addressed by Truman's leadership. God, remember back in the day when that sort of thing would have been a controversy, but that's like number 10,000 on the list of sad things he did yesterday. It made me really happy. Clap like we're at a strip club (laughs) is excellent. It's an excellent excellent phrase, and I insist everybody claps for us. Can we please talk about one more thing before we're done? I just said I closed it. I know you did close it, but I still want to talk about this thing. I know, I'm sorry, but we didn't get to talk about it in episode three of today. (laughs) Um... There's there's this Christian mommy blogger named Lori Alexander, who we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And Lori Alexander, uh, she writes at The Transformed Wife, and she puts out videos hey, every now and then, to too. that name. Always pulls, she always uh, puts out videos. And recently, she was responding to somebody who said, um, Lori Alexander has said, look, if you're a married heterosexual obviously yeah christian couple um you women need to have sex with your husbands whenever he wants it basically that's your duty as a christian wife that's what i like about my marriage i have a lot of duties and a lot of boxes to check off right and so someone had must have written her and said or she heard arguments that like there that could descend into rape like if a man says i want sex and you have to give it to him and like, if, what if you don't want to? Yeah, that's exactly what rape is. Right. So she was responding to that claim that, and she's arguing like, no, no, no. What I said was not rape. Mm-mm. And what she was basically getting at is she's saying the Bible, I'm quoting here, the Bible commands that we do not deprive our husbands of sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. This is from God. It's not from me. Nope. Don't um, get mad at me, guys. Yeah, she's even saying like, all right, you don't feel like giving your husband sex for a year? Go, fine. Don't give him sex mm-hmm, for a year. Mm-hmm. But see how great your marriage is after that. Nice. Which is a weird way to threaten the women the who have questions. The most passive aggressive thing I've ever mm-hmm. heard. But here's the funniest part about okay. it. She goes on to say, we live our lives by doing what's right, by yeah. obeying God, even when we don't feel like it. And yes, that includes having, it, that even includes sex. You know, how long does it take? <laughs> like, that's it. Just, it's not going to take long. Oh. Just open wide. I don't know what she's getting at. Wow. It's weird. That is that's her form of such, Christian love. Such a peek into her <laughs> sex life, huh? Come on, ladies, it'll take two minutes. Why are you upset about it? My God, you can get back to SVU afterwards. <laughs> it'll just be a commercial break. She even went on to say, look, it doesn't take much time or effort even, but it makes them happy. And that is what God calls us to do as their help meet women. Ladies, you just have to lay there. Oh my God. Uh, 
Yeah. If I mean, again, you're a hoe for your husband. How can I make this clearer for it's, you? It's what he got from the marriage. He got a new hole. Uh-huh. That is her idea of Christian love. And again, ev- of course, awful. everyone who's responding to this is like, listen, if it doesn't take long, it's probably not that good. Definitely not for both of you. Yeah. Just like, go tell him to nope. take care of me in the shower. Like, I don't have time for this right now. Oh, my God. It was so weird That's to hear her talk for five minutes about how it shouldn't be a big deal because it's fast. Come on, women. Like, sorry about airplane oh vanilla sex life, but, like, could you who not is, voice that on who us? Who is listening to her and taking her seriously? My fear is there are a lot of people who are doing that. Yeah. Because she does have a weird little following. And so do we. Oh it doesn't God. take much. Oh, okay. okay. So are we done with episode three of today? Oh, my God. It's so much recording. We've talked so much to each other. We really have. I'm sick of it. For an hour, we just talk to each other. Nobody's even going to hear it. Like, what's the point? What's the point of a conversation conversation? if it's not public anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. I'm at Hemant Mehta. Um, donate to uh, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast if you want to support what we're doing. We, I promise we work hard on this. We've been at this for three hours today. <laughs> and um, uh, I hope next week when we start, I can announce a new project. Oh, yeah. I'm working on. I'll tell you about it next week. Cool. Um, email us at friendly atheist podcast at gmail.com if you uh, want to tell us about ourselves. Um, thanks for listening. Sorry <laughs> about the short episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>